Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 82 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Are you just going through the motions of your life? I think sometimes we can get so caught up in just going with the day-to-day that we actually forget to stop and think about what we're doing and actually start living with some intention. So today we're going to talk about doing that both in your running and in your life. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So I'm not sure exactly what triggered this episode idea, but the other day when Kevin and I were talking about what to talk about this week, this was a topic that I suggested. I think it's just based on a lot of the things that I've been listening to and reading lately and a lot of the conversations that I've been having with people. And I think that sometimes it is so easy for us to just get caught up and just going through the motions, like both in our in our life, in our running, in kind of everything. It's in just, every aspect. Right. Like it's so easy just to fall into a pattern, fall into some habits, and then that's just what we do. And then day to day, we just go through the motions as we've always done, and we don't second guess them. We don't ever stop and think about what it is we're actually doing with our life. We just keep going through the motion. We, we stay in the same job because we know that job well, and we know that it makes a, a decent income, and we know that you know this is where we go to eat. This is what we do on this day. This is like everybody has their routine, and I think that routine is a very comfortable place to be. Routines are generally good. Homeostasis is good, but sometimes it's nice to actually make sure that you are paying attention to why you are where you're at. Right. Like I, it's nice to push outside of that comfort zone periodically. Right. Because I just think that at least for me, I need to be constantly learning, constantly growing. If I'm not, I feel stagnant and I just feel like blah. Like I can't just be <laughs> living. Yeah, <laughs> that, no, that's, you. That's not. I guess we shouldn't say that because, like, I, I do like to be present and to you know just enjoy life and living. But it's just. Like I'm always trying to think about how to grow and how to get better. Right. And it's a combination of both of them is you want to experience what you're actually currently doing. But if it's the same thing that you did yesterday and the day before and the day before, you just put yourself on autopilot and you're not even experiencing anything that you're doing. Yeah. I think autopilot is a good way to put it. Right. It's like, are you going through your life on autopilot. On autopilot. Are you actually aware of what happened? Like, right. did you blink and suddenly it's Friday? Because your your job is fine, but it's not really what you want to be doing. It doesn't really excite you. And so, you know, you show up on Monday, you're at the water cooler, you're like, hey, it's another Monday morning. And, you know, it, you just kind of get your way through and, until it's Friday. But it's going to be the exact same thing in two more days. Right. Or you wake up one day and it's five years later. Yes. Yeah. Forget Friday. How about five years later? Right. Or 10 years later and your kids are growing up and you're like, what in the world have I just been doing for the last five or 10 years of my life? I know. I've been listening to uh, a lot of different self-help podcasts and different, you know, getting into books and and all sorts of stuff and trying to to improve myself. And this is such a key topic from from everybody Mm -hmm. is make sure that you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Right. So instead of just going through the motions, today we're going to talk about living with intention because that's really what it comes down to. If you don't want to just get caught up in the motions and just doing just to do or doing just out of routine or doing just out of habit, you actually want to do and to live based on your choices. 
right? Like your life should be your choice. Right. Which is essentially step one here is make sure that you've actually got your priorities figured out. Right. Like what is, what are your goals? What do you actually want to achieve? What makes you happy? What makes you tick? Yeah. So we have three main points that we're going to talk about during this issue. And point number one is to set your intentions. So what is it, like Kevin just said, what is it that makes you feel alive? What is it that ignites your soul? What is it that you really love to do? That's nice. What ignites your soul? I like that one. Getting a little woo-woo. But I mean, even, even in your running, right? I mean, it's so easy to just do the same thing day in and day out. Like, and if that's where you want to be, then great. But is it where you want to be? Like, decide if that's where you want to be. Like, you know, do you want to just run three or four miles at the same pace, at the same route every day? And if so, cool, that's great. And thank you for listening. But maybe you want to challenge yourself. Maybe you want to reach outside of your comfort zone a little. Maybe you want to see what it is you're actually able to do with your running. And that is basically the whole reason we started this podcast because we believe that running and life have so many commonalities and how we are in our running helps us to become better people in our life. It it certainly can. You know, if you if you consciously if you make, do it with intention. If you do it with intention. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. If you consciously make the connection between, wow, look at what I was able to reach out of my normal comfort zone and do on this run. Mm-hmm. What if I tried to reach outside of my comfort zone in this other aspect of my life? Right. You know, what if I tried to start a podcast? Well yeah. What <laughs> you know, if I tried was, to start a business. Exactly. It was, yeah. It's a little scary path, but if you've done it in one area of your life, it gives you a little bit of confidence that you might be able to then spread it over to a different area. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I know even for me, like running, sometimes I just, a a few weeks will take, will pass by without even noticing what, what happened on those. I'll go get in some runs, but not really with any sort of goal in mind. And I like to have a goal. I like to always be pushing and seeing what that next thing is. Cause it's, it's what connects me. It's what grounds me to running is how far can I push myself? Right. So for step one, for setting your intentions, let's start out with determining what your priorities are and then planning your day or your week or your month or a, or your year around those priorities, both for your life and for your running. Yeah, completely. So you talk about running first. Oh, I mean, you just kind of got into it, right? Yeah, I got into it a little bit. You right, know, so you're gonna say I, I like goals. to I like to have a race goal in mind somewhere. So right now, I'm slightly floating because I don't have an actual specific race in mind, but I, at least I have a race distance in mind, and I know that I'm in base building right now. Right, but you do definitely do much better when you actually have a race because you don't like to float, and you can float for a little bit, but then you start to get annoyed. And you start, cause, because what happens then, you know, you will prioritize my running over yours and then you'll get annoyed and resentful and then it, because, it causes a problem. Because if so I you don't have a race in, on the calendar and you do have a race right. on the calendar, then it makes me feel like yours should be getting the priority over that one. I understand that, but that, that's what I'm saying is that you can only be in float mode for so long. Right. Like Which you, is about 12 hours. <laughs> 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 Let's if we're being completely honest, it's it's a little bit less than a day. Right. Right. So I mean it, it it's not obviously, but I think that that's really important for you is to have those goals because like you said, running to you is about pushing yourself 
to see what you're capable of. And if you're not doing that, or if you're not pushing at least toward a goal, then you feel a little off kilter, like, you know, you're off. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. And so, and you've always had that in your running and you're now only recently starting to move that into your life. Right. I've, I've really been trying to, to transfer one over to the other in, in a much more conscious, intentional way of let's, let's push outside as much as we possibly can. And I'm like, okay, so how much have I really been pushing running? Let's see if I can push that and then carry over the excitement from pushing running on that day into something else mm-hmm. with actual specific goals put out there right. of like, what can I be doing? Yeah. So after you determine what your priorities are, then this is where you start to get into planning mode where you grab a, a big calendar or a planner or a checklist. And you or your start... wife who super organizes things and say, honey, I've got these ideas, but what the heck do I do with them? Right. So you, the best thing that you can do is really start just a brainstorm list. Like I like to call them a brain dump where you just grab a sheet of paper or a notebook and just start writing stuff down without any sort of structure or judgment. Or like, judgment. Like you just start <laughs> vomiting ideas onto a paper. <laughs> it's so descriptive and beautiful. <laughs> but it's it's entirely true because if you are just rapidly getting these ideas down, there's no time to judge them. You mm-hmm. can't put an idea down and then get scared that you wrote it down because you're busy writing the next idea down. Right. And that's how you can get to something that might be so... Uh, what do we say? Soul igniting. Mm-hmm. If you get an idea down there that's a little bit like, ooh, I should erase that before somebody else sees it. That's probably the idea to go ooh, for. Ooh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good marker that you're on the right path. Yeah, yeah. So then, after you kind of have all of these tasks, then you can start to go through them and figure out what your priorities are going to be for the time period that you give yourself. So, you know, sometimes it's 30 days, sometimes it's 90 days, sometimes people like to look at a six-month period or a 12-month period, and that's going to vary based on what your goals are here for both your running and your life. And then you can start to, to kind of organize that and then what what's called reverse engineer it. So you take a goal and then you start breaking it down into smaller and smaller and smaller steps until it becomes a very actionable thing. Yeah, because saying I'm going to run a marathon in six months is so vague and nebulous. Mm -hmm. But if you break it down to I'm going to run a marathon in six months. So today I need to go do five miles. Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's something that you can actually go out and do today Mm -hmm. that will head you in the path of I'm going to be able to run 26. Right. And let's let's pause here for one second. We did forget one thing that I think is very important is before you start to before you choose the task. um, I think that the brainstorming list is definitely a good thing to do at the beginning. And then once you start to go through and actually pick and choose your priorities and your tasks, stop for a minute or a couple of minutes and ask yourself why you want to do those tasks. Actually, just think about that that task, you know, or that goal and, and say, why am I actually doing this? Right. Cause you took the filters off. So mm-hmm. you took all of that self judgment away. Mm-hmm. You, you took all of that. It came if it came from somewhere. Mm. And so if you pause and really take some time and think about it, you might not have an answer right then. Mm. Like this process of really picking a goal, especially if it's more of a long term goal, not something you're going to accomplish in the next few weeks, but like a really big kind of scary dream esque kind of goal. 
you're going to have to think about that for a little while. Like, where did that come from? Why did I put that goal down on the sheet of paper? Mm-hmm. Kind of work your way through it and then, then leave and then come back to it and think about it and yeah. come up with a good reasoning for it because yeah. that might be the one. You just have to figure out your why. Yeah, and once you find out your why, then you're going to have a lot more motivation and drive to start to achieve that. And soul ignition. And soul – ignite your soul. <laughs> okay, so then – after you pick your task, like we said, then we're going to start to reverse engineer and you're going to start to break it down into those action steps that you're then going to be able to take. And part of this is also not only looking at what it is that you have to do in order to achieve that goal, but you also have to look at what you need to start doing less of as well. Like what are the trade-offs to achieving that goal or to working towards that task? Like what, you know, like, Maybe you have, um, like you, you tend to spend a lot of time on social media and you're not going to be able to do that if you're running a lot more, trying to train for a Boston qualifying time, right? Or, you know, there's going to be other social activities that you're going to have to give up in order to train to the, at the level you want to be training in. Like you're going to have to go to bed earlier. You're not going to be able to go out with your friends as late. Like all of these things are things that you need to keep in mind because these trade-offs are what's, what are going to become your reality. And you need to know the action steps and the things that you're also not going to be able to do if you want to achieve those goals. Right. So you've kind of got your goal. You've got this broken down into small actionable steps. And then on a day to day, you can knock off, you know, one, two, three concrete things that will move you towards your big goal. Mm-hmm. And then Actually, as you're going through your day, before you start literally any task, whatever it is, whether it's something directly going for that big goal, you know, a moving towards that, but any task you're accomplishing throughout the day, think, why am I about to do this? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be crazy how much time just in that first day, because I, I did this the other day. I'm like, why am I about to do this? And suddenly I just freed up this massive amount of time. What do you mean? Can you give us more specifics? Uh, what, what is it you were doing? So I... I, I'm not big on scrolling on on Instagram, mm-hmm. but I was. I had just finished accomplishing a task. Um, I had finished. I forget. I had just graded a whole class works of something, mm-hmm. and I I kind of sat back from my desk and I pulled out my phone, mm-hmm. and suddenly. I'm like, wait, why am I going to pull out my phone? And the answer was, I was completely just going to start mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. Mm -hmm. There was nothing that I was going to gain from that. I was not trying to see anything about that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like checking to see what I had just posted and if anybody had liked it or whatever. Like, I was literally just going to waste time. And when I it came to my forefront that I'm like, why are you doing this? And the answer was, um, because I'm going to waste some time now. Like I had no better answer than mm-hmm. because I'm about to waste some time. Right. It's like I I didn't need a break. I didn't need an actual mental break. Mental break yeah. at that point. I was still good to go. I needed to move on to my next task of productivity. Mm-hmm. You know, other times I push back, I finish doing something, I push back from my desk and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go refill my water. And it's like, wait, why am I doing that? And the answer is, well, because you just worked for 45 minutes and you actually need a mental break, go down, get some water, come back to your room and be clear and ready to go again. Mm-hmm. But think before you go into whatever task and you notice like, well, why was I doing that task? 
if you don't have a good answer, mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't be doing whatever that task is because it's probably just a waste of your time. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, and, and that is so much about li living with that intention and having a reason behind your action. And sometimes the answer is yes, I need to spend five minutes or 10 minutes on Instagram because I just need to give my brain a break. Yes. Like I don't, I need some mindless social media right now. And if, as long as it's limited, you know, that that's, you know, maybe that's something that you really enjoy doing. So you're going to spend your time doing that for a little while. But I think that having like a clear time boundary on that is also a good idea. Yes. If I, if I take a break and I go f refill my water, I always make sure that I time it out so that, uh, the next class starts relatively soon. Mm -hmm. Cause otherwise I could end up trying to go f refill my water and suddenly I'm in like a 30 minute conversation with another teacher. Right. And that was not the point of refilling it. It was just yeah. like a, a three minute break, walk downstairs, refill the water, come back to my room and keep going. Yeah. And so the final thing that we want to mention, um, under the set your intentions section here is that it's, you need a mindset shift as well. So once you determine the action that you want to take or the, you know, intention that you're going to start working toward, you need to shift your mindset from this is something that I would like to do to this is something that I'm going to do. Yeah, I I was listening to a podcast the other day that said this is the one day philosophy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that one day. I love that one. One day is never two day. That was a good episode. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great way of looking at it is one day is never today. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be some time in the future yep. that, oh, I'll eventually get to that. And in order to eventually get to that one day, you have to have the perfect scenario. Mm -hmm. And once everything perfectly clears up in front of you and it's nothing but obvious smooth sailing, then you'll accomplish that task. Yeah, when does that ever happen? Which means you will never, ever accomplish that task. Exactly. So like you, your action that you want to gain, the task, the goal, whatever, it needs to be so important to you that you decide I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to get there. Yes. This is, this is not something that I would like to do. It wouldn't be neat if I did this. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I am going to do this. Right. This is how I'm going to get there. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next part, be your best self in all of your actions. So living with intention, not just going through the motions requires you to show up as your best self in all of your actions, in all of your, you know, daily interactions with other people, be you. Yes, be you and be the best version of you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't go through like various actions during the day that are, are time wasters or things that are actually really low in your priority priority list that you're like, yeah, but I feel like I'm getting something done, but you're not because it's so low on your priority list or it's even something that's detrimental to you. Okay. But you keep doing it. Um, I've got, I, I have coworkers that take cigarette breaks on a regular basis. Mm. That's not ideal. No. And they know that it's not ideal and it's just a giant time waste not to mention, you know, horribly health. bad for their health. It makes them smell bad. And and makes them smell bad. Um, and I'm so glad that uh, one of the other teachers on campus has completely stopped. He's lost weight. I mean, it, he's literally transforming his life. It's awesome. fantastic. Yeah, it's it's so cool to see. Um, but if you've gone through and you've, you're questioning why on all of your tasks, that means that once you've decided why is I, because I want to do this, because I, this has a, a priority to me in my life, then 
do that activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've already determined that these actions are a good idea for you to do, so now start to do them. So do them. Yeah. Like, don't kind of sort of do them. Don't do them while thinking about something else. Actually be there and participate 100% in what you are currently doing. Yeah, it's so easy to get distracted by the next big thing, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you you determine that you want to do this or that you want to achieve this goal, and then you go on social media and you see that your friend is doing something else or you know there's something else that's that tells you that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing right now that you should be doing something else instead well yeah grass is always greener exactly and it's so easy to get distracted and instead of just focusing on one task on the task that you decided was going to be a good thing for you we jump from task to task to task, and then we get upset with ourselves because we feel like we're never accomplishing anything. Because you aren't accomplishing anything. Right. Is you literally just keep jumping sideways. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be moving forward quickly. You just have to be moving forward. Right. Consistency is the key. And this right. is key in every aspect of life, right. but it's also super huge in running. Right. Okay, you don't need to suddenly be training at an Olympic level mm-hmm. if you want to run faster than you used to. Yeah. You just have to maintain some consistency, and over the course of a year, a couple of years, it's amazing the leaps and bounds that you're going to make in your personal fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have been running consistently Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for at least the last year. And the gains that I've made in my running are just, I mean, huge. Yes, they're quite substantial. I mean, I have a really good coach too, but... Plus, he's incredibly good looking. He's very handsome. (laughs) I'm I'm always just mesmerized by his dimples. But the... The thing about it, like, it's it's that consistency. It's that day in and day out. And I didn't get, you know, to where I am right now very quickly. You know, it's taken time and it's taken lots and lots of miles to get me here. But I'm doing it. I'm consistent with it. And here I am. And, and, and I want to keep moving forward and keep getting better. And by not trying to take the shortcut by leaping ahead too fast, you haven't really been derailed by injury either. No, I have not. So that's another super big thing. I'm going to knock on a lot of wood right now. Yeah, of course. Because, you know, I, I have been healthy. Thank God. Yeah, which is super, super helpful. So yeah. besides the jumping around part about this one of being fully present, be present in what you're doing. Also, don't multitask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Be one. engaged <laughs> with what you're doing. First off, multitasking does not work. Mm-hmm. You seem like you're super busy, but you're not actually being very productive in any of the things that you're accomplishing. Mm-hmm. If you actually just are fully engaged with one task, complete that task, and then become fully engaged with the next task, you get both of them done better and faster than if you try and do both of them simultaneously. Yeah, it's funny because I used to take pride in being a multitasker. (laughs) And, you know, you, even you too, you'd be like, oh, I I can't do that like mom does. You know, like when you're talking to the girls, like mommy can do a ton of things all at the same time. And, and I can, like, I mean, we all can kind of do it. I mean, but you're not doing any of them at your absolute optimum. Definitely not. I mean, I'm definitely not at my best in any of those realms when you're doing more than one thing at the same time. Like I can definitely juggle lots of balls at the same time, but it's not, you know, it's not my best. I'm not showing up a hundred percent any one of those tasks. 
And this goes for all aspects, including downtime. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the big ones on this, um, and I personally was guilty of this the other day, we were watching a movie with the girls and I was doing dishes or I was cleaning up after dinner. Like I was, I was not fully present with them. Right. So if you ask them, did you get to watch a movie with dad? I don't think they would have answered yes. Well, you weren't even over in the living room. Not for I almost was. none of it. Right. But see, here you go. I was in the living room, but I was working on my computer the whole time during the movie. So I was there physically, but my I was definitely not really watching the movie because I had other things that I needed to get done. Right. You were periodically there when Maddie was getting scared during some of the more intense parts and she was trying to snuggle up a little bit closer to you. Mm -hmm. But neither one of us were completely all in on that one. Right. So if you ask the girls, hey, did you get to watch a movie with mom and dad? I don't know if either one of them would have been like, yeah, over the weekend we watched a movie with mom and dad. Right. And they would have said that they watched a movie. Yes. You know, but... I don't but think it would have been... Are you getting that quality time with the people around you? Like, if if you were t- aiming for downtime or time with your family, even if that time with your family is sitting there and watching a movie, your kids are going to love it. Like, when we go... I like to go to the theater. Like, I, I don't. I actually love sitting at home and watching the movie there. But if you go to the <laughs> theater, you can't then bring a laptop and be doing some work in the middle of the movie theater. Yeah, they will that's, kick you out. That's not going to go well. <laughs> you have to be fully engaged. Yeah. Last time we went to the movies, I sat next to Maddie. And we had, like, the big comfy chairs. She was, like, crawled half onto my lap for the entire time. And it was amazing because I was so connected to what was going on with the movie and to my daughter. It was just... It it was such an awesome experience. I didn't worry that I was losing two hours of time that I could have been doing something else. Yeah. I was fully all in on that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you are doing that task, don't worry about what else you have scheduled. Like if you decide that this is how you're going to spend your time, like you, you give the other, the example of the movie the other night, but to me, like I didn't really want to watch the movie no. and it, I, I needed to get other things done at that time. Like yes. I just, you know, there's only so many hours in the day I needed to get things done. And I did feel like it was a little bit better for me just to be sitting on the couch with them than to just completely in another room. So that's what I chose. Was I all in on either task? No. No, it took you longer to get the task that you were getting done because you were semi-engaged with the girls in the movie. Right, so would it have been better in that situation to just do my work and then close it up and then go go over and be fully with the girls? Yeah, debatable. Maybe maybe that would have been better. You probably could have been all in for the second half of the movie, but there's like some intense parts throughout, and so on a regular basis, Maddie was like clinging to you. Yeah, so So who knows? Who knows, but... When you do choose to go, you know, in on a task, like go all in, put your phone down, don't multitask, put your phone on airplane mode. Like I've been starting to do that now when I've been um, filming the the videos that I've got now for my new beta testing group. Like I know that I need to get these things done and I am so darn excited about this group and what we've got going on that I am definitely fully engaged in this. And I put my phone on airplane mode. I put my computer on do not disturb so that the group text messages that I'm in don't ring at me a gazillion times (laughs) every 20 seconds. Um, Side note, don't be part of the group to plan a high school reunion. (laughs) So, um, anywho, so, but you know, with that 
stuff, I am fully engaged and it feels so good. You feel like you're living because you are so fully good. engaged in that, that activity. It's the same thing when you're out there on a run. Like the workout that I had yesterday with my crew, like it was, it was so exciting because for the first time, like my, um, my core, like running buddies that I usually train with, none of us are on a specific plan for a specific race right now. Like for a, a chunk of time there, like we were all kind of training for a different race or on a different training plan. And so we would try to run with each other and we'd end up running part of a run with each other. And so it's just kind of like, it's kind of like multitasking. Like yes. you feel like, okay, I got a little bit of time with that person, but I didn't get the whole time with that person. So you, you leave like you're happy, but like, a part of you is a little empty inside, like because you didn't, you weren't fully with that person or those people. But yesterday we had a, a training run that we did together, and we all did the same workout. And it was just like when we finished that workout, it was it was a tough workout. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough, but it was like afterwards, it was like yeah, and it was like we did that together, you know, and like there was just like this improved sense of satisfaction in that run. And then they leapt through the ocean waves a la Rocky Part 2. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a fantastic scene. After they like sprint down the beach, then yeah. Rocky and Apollo are literally No, that's like, not until the summer. The ocean is still too cold for me right <laughs> it's now. It's way too cold for you. <laughs> Summertime, we do jump in the ocean after our after runs. After your long and runs? it is amazing. Yeah. Yes, after the long runs. It like cools you down, gives you like a salt and ice bath all at the same time. I like that you say fully engaged on your run when you've got the other people around. When I hit a workout the other day, I was actually on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know it makes me a little crazy, but I enjoy running on the treadmill. With and, a blank wall in front of yeah, you. Yeah, it's literally just a blank wall in front of me. There's a piece of paper that says treadmill um, because all the equipment inside of the, the gym at my school is labeled. Um, so it says treadmills and, uh, and that's it. And when I had it on my warm up, I could turn the volume on my, um, I was listening to a podcast on, on my phone and I could hear it when I turned the volume all the way up on my warm up speed. But when I cranked the speed up and started going, faster i couldn't hear it anymore mm -hmm. so i just turned it off yeah so i had four miles of nothing like it was me in an empty gym with a blank wall in front of yeah, me so you heard, just going you heard the treadmill belt going and your foot striking the treadmill every step that's all i had yeah it's a little meditative like to me, that can be very meditative, I would say is completely. And yeah. no matter what the pace was, like I just, it kept getting faster and it kept getting more painful. And I was just like, no, just, just enjoy where you're at and experience this thing. Cause I was hitting paces that I haven't hit in a little while and I'm pretty freaking sore today. But <laughs> when I was out on that run, it, it felt awesome. And I got off the treadmill and I still had a couple of classes in the back end of the day because I snuck that in as a lunchtime workout. Mm -hmm. um, I was good for those classes in the back half of the day. I was sweaty, um, but yeah. I was good. Yeah, like, it's I was, a good thing you're not like a stinky guy. No, especially since they ran out of paper towels in the, the bathroom that I normally change back into my clothes. Like normally I bring a towel that I mop myself down with, but then I get some like paper towels also. They were gone. There was not a single paper towel. So I'm like getting redressed. It's like, I was, you was should bring some baby wipes with you. <laughs> then I smell like baby wipes. I'm not doing that. They're unscented. <laughs> they say unscented. They smell like baby wipes. They smell fresh. Like a so baby fresh wipe. And so clean, clean. Mm -hmm, like a baby wipe. Yeah, I, that's what I do after my long run when I'm going to yoga afterwards is I mop myself down with a baby wipe. Okay. And then you smell so fresh and so clean. I'm going to continue just bringing a towel and mop myself down with paper towels. <laughs> 
Okay, so once you choose your task and once you're all in on your action, don't worry about what else you have scheduled for that day or for the next hour or anything. Just set aside the time you need to complete that task Focus on that task for that amount of time, and when that time is over, then move on to the next task. Because if you're sitting there and you're worried about what else you have to do, and the the grocery list, and the things you have to do after you pick up the kids, like you're not actually going to be productive. You're not actually going to get the thing done that you actually need to get done. Yes, schedule accurately. If you need 45 minutes to do it, schedule 45 minutes to do it. And then when those 45 minutes are done, be done with that activity. Right. You know, don't think about what you're doing next when you're in the activity. And once you're on to the next activity, don't continue thinking about what you just finished. Mm -hmm. Be in each activity as you're in it. Yeah. And finally, for this section, have a result. And by this we mean... You have to know when the activity is over. So maybe it is a time period, like you just said. Like maybe you set a time frame for the activity or the task that you're trying to accomplish. And at the end of that, you know, whatever you get done in that time period, that's what you've got. Or, you know, actually just have an end result to whatever it is that you're trying to do. Right. So if you're trying to get a workout in, like your result is going to be a workout or you could have finished making dinner or whatever the task is. But on like a a task that you know is going to be longer than you have a timeline for that day, like um, I've got a book that I've been trying to get my way through. So if I've got like 20 minutes that I know I can schedule 20 minutes of reading, Mm -hmm. that's all I'm going to get. It doesn't mean that I'm going to... I have time to read two chapters. No, I have 20 minutes of reading, and I'm going to focus for those 20 minutes. Right, right. Like, some tasks have a clear result. Like, if you're playing a game, you know, with your kids, then there's obviously an end of the game, and that's how long you're going to do it. Or if you are... It's when everybody's super, super happy at the end of the game, (laughs) and no one's upset that they didn't win. That's the sign that the game is over, right? (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) And this one's over. (laughs) Right. So if you can, have either a result or a time limit on your action. Perfect. Sounds fantastic. All right. The third section, recover in between these actions. Yes. What do you mean by this? In between all actions. Yeah. So for running... This is an obvious one. Well, this one's obvious. You you have recovery between your runs. You have recovery days between hard days. Mm -hmm. Even after one run, you have food and water and things that you do to make sure that you're fully recovered following a workout. And what about between cycles? Between, oh, between like larger running cycles? Mm -hmm. Well, following a a big, especially a long race that you've been building up to, following a long race. So if you build up to a marathon or a half marathon, then the end result is that race. Yeah. And then after that, take some time off. Yeah. Take a few days a week, week and a half, if you mm-hmm. can pull that off mentally. I know I struggle with that one. Mm-hmm. But take some time completely off of running. Mm-hmm. And if you are running, it should just be really light and gentle and, and out there with no stress, no goal to that run, other than uh, you know just sort of clearing your mind for the day right. kind of thing. Right. You need to take time to pause and reflect on what you just did. Whether it's your running, whether it's accomplishing a goal, whatever it is, take some time and actually enjoy the results. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like you just did something. Now reflect on it, enjoy it, and and just breathe it in before you just blindly move on to the next task. Yes, reflect and enjoy it, especially if you've been building up for a while. But I think this works with 
any task that you do throughout the day, no matter how menial. Mm -hmm. So, um, at, at my school, the schedule rotates mm -hmm. and you know that on, on days where it's rotated to what's known as an F schedule, my class lineup is rough because I just go straight through until the afternoon. I yeah. don't get an off period. And today that was my schedule and I had to sub. So, Ouch. yeah. So it was, um, let's see, what's my schedule? It goes biology, physics, homeroom, chemistry, chemistry, lunch, religion. Then I finally got a break and then I had another biology class. Yikes. But every 45 minutes, I get a four-minute break as the classes change from one to the other. Uh -huh. And normally, by the end of this day, I am fried, and I'm in a bad mood, and I'm Yeah, that's how you were last week. I know. So I'm working on this and trying to be better. So in the downtime between the classes... I didn't even know today was an F day. I know. It's an F day. I think it's funny that it's an F day that is my yeah. worst day, <laughs> by the way. F day. <laughs> so... Um, between it, I've got these four minutes and that four minutes is my time. I can't be dealing with the students during that because then I am completely fried. On those four minutes, I step away and I take a breath and I, I disconnect from the class that just finished. Okay. Biology is done. What did we accomplish? That. Okay. Now breathe, be done with this. Just take a pause in the day and think about what you're about to accomplish. My honors physics are going to come in. We're going to discuss fluid motion and then we're going to go forward from there. And then I'm ready and I mentally shifted from one thing to the next. So I don't just feel like one class ended and I'm not even breathing before the next one. I just take literally, because it's a four-minute passing period, I don't get a full four minutes, but I just take two minutes to think I'm done with this task, I'm on to the next one, and then I feel more energized when the next, when the next class starts. I love it. It's so funny. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday, and Brendan Burchard was talking on it. He was the guest on the podcast, and that's exactly what he was saying. He was talking about I think high I listened performers. to that two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about high performers and what they do and how at the beginning of every day they look at their task list and their, um, their schedule, their agenda, whatnot, and they look and see what tasks they have, and they sit there for just a couple of minutes and ruminate on them. They think about them, they close their eyes, they maybe visualize, and they say, okay, what am I going to bring to this meeting? What am I going to do here? You know, then I'm going to move on to this. And they kind of mentally go through their day. And the other thing they do is they think about what roadblocks might get in their way and how that they might deal with those. You know, like, oh, like so-and-so is going to be at that meeting. And normally she's kind of a Debbie Downer. So what am I going to do when she starts to push the conversation in a more negative direction? Like they start to think about how they're going to deal with those things ahead of time. So then when those things actually do come up, they already have a plan. Yes which has been working fantastic for a couple of the classes that I have some students that tend to uh, disrupt the flow of the class. Mm -hmm. I found if I just bring a little bit more energy, they can't disrupt the class because the class is bouncing from one thing to the next and we're going and I'm coming with such high energy because I actually just stopped, took a breath between the classes and was able to then roll for my next 45 minutes. And it it works, mm -hmm. and the kids are the kids are more engaged. I'm I finish the day, and I'm a little spent because I'm I'm going, but I'm not as spent as I was if by halfway through the day I'm already just wiped out and in a bad mood. Yeah, like 
I am almost still enthusiastic. And then at the end of the day, I take a breath and then I prep myself for practice. Mm -hmm. And then I come home, I drive home, I sit in the driveway. Before I come in the house, I take a pause. I'm done with practice. And then I come in and now I'm with my family. I go from one thing to the next. I pause and think about what I've done so that I'm done with that task and that I'm ready for the next one. And how long does that take you? Minute. Yeah. I mean, it's not a lot. But just doing that has, like I said, like I didn't even know today was an F day. And I very clearly last week knew that you had an F day. Yes. Yes, very much. Yeah. I was, oh, I was snapping at people at dinner. Yeah. And today I was fine. And, you know, and we had a tight t- time schedule today. Mm-hmm. Like I came home, we had, we had to, to have practice. a quick dinner and then head off to practice with both the girls. So yeah. like we had to move and I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even, even small tasks, like this doesn't need to be like, I'm going to pause and reflect now. Like You don't need to get out not, your yoga mat and right. go to your Zen place. You're yeah. just going to pause. Right. Like after you finish washing the dishes, like I do this, like I'll, when I finish washing the dishes, the last thing I do is rinse out the whole sink. So there's not just like crumbs and, you know, leftover food in the sink. So I, I rinse out the sink. I turn off the water and I just look at the sink and I smile and I go, like, because now I have a clean sink. Then she does seven sun salutations. <laughs> <laughs> but just that, like, simple act of acknowledging my clean sink, putting a smile on my face, and just, like, taking one, like, you know, taking an exhale, then it just gives me appreciation that that's done. Yes. You are very good at appreciating, like, when you are focused and intentional, you are very good at appreciating both big things and small things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's key because there most of our day is made up of all of these small things most of our day is not these huge tasks that are going to be life-changing things right call the news team because this thing needs to get broadcast it's it's a lot of tiny minutiae that just gets you through the day and that's how it's so easy to fall into this mindless routine Mm -hmm. that's why going through the motions just, I mean, it happens without us even realizing it. Yeah, and suddenly you've got a nine-year-old. Yeah, suddenly <laughs> a nine-year-old. But that's, you know, that's kind of the point of this episode is just to make you think about it. Like, are you just going through the motions or are you living your life with intention? Are you setting a plan for your life and are you following it? Be- and you're going to get derailed. Like, it's going to happen. Like, you're always going to fall off track from little things here and there. But the key is that you get back on the path. You get back on track and you don't let it just totally derail you completely off your path where you can't even find your way back. Well, that's why you have to set your priorities. That's why we started with setting priorities and trying to be as clear as possible. Because when you get derailed, you go back to the priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same as, as a lot of, uh, of running training. If, if you're not sure what to do next, you go to the most fundamental thing that you can come up with. Yeah. You know, when I'm not sure what to do on my next run, just make it an easy distance run and we'll Mm -hmm. go from there. Right, exactly. And I think that that's also points out the importance of checking in with yourself on a daily or weekly basis, like not letting the days, the weeks, the months just roll together and get away from you. Like by checking in with yourself and having that little thing that you do either in the morning before you start your day or at the end of the day, you know, people like to do a little reflection and say, okay, what did I get accomplished today? Am I on track for you know, to hit my goals? Am I, am I doing the right things here? And there's going to be days where you don't like, there's going to be days that things go kind of, kind of wonky, but then, okay, what can I do better tomorrow? 
Right. And what can I do better tomorrow? Or, hey, today was a great day. Mm -hmm. What can I do better tomorrow? And by continuing to ask yourself that question, by staying curious, it keeps you fresh. It keeps you upbeat. It keeps you moving forward without Mm -hmm. just getting burnt out or, or just numb to the world around you. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's pretty much what we've got for today. I think that that sums it up great. Like stay fresh, stay curious, continually ask yourself questions about why you're doing certain things so that you're actually creating the path for your life. You're creating the path for your running and you're living with intention and creating what it is you want to be doing and what you want to be living. Because then ultimately what you're creating is a whole heck of a lot of happiness. Yeah. I mean, you're creating yourself, right? Yes. It's like the whole thing when people say, I have to find myself. Like, no, you don't. Like you have to create (laughs) yourself. No, create yourself. Create yourself. So thank you guys so much for joining us today for our show notes and any information about our coaching programs or other products that we love and recommend for you all. You can check out the website, realliferunners.com. And this is episode number 82. Thank you as always for spending this time with us today and we will catch you next week. 